0: Hey, how you doing, listeners? I'm here on a special interview. Um, this is one of the first ones we've done through uh, EGPR. I'm here with uh, Agnes James. How are you good, sir?
1: Yeah, good, thanks. Gene, nice to, nice to be with you.
0: Yeah, you uh, directed After the Murder of Albert Lima. And um, yeah, we, um, me and my co-host um, saw it the other day. We both really enjoyed it. Um, it's a really great doc. And um, it premieres on Crackle.
1: Yeah, Crackle TV on uh, March 18th.
0: March eighteen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so first off, how are you doing? Um, you know, kind of a uh, year into the pandemic, I usually try to ask any guests just that.
1: Oh yeah. It's, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's a weird time, right. In some ways it's, it's, it's great, you know, um, really nice. Uh, I have kids, so really nice to sort of be be with them all the time and in other ways it's you know, pretty isolating and, uh, and lonely at times too so uh, yeah. mixed, mixed bag i'm i'm, I'm a you know, i'm a documentarian and i like to be on the field so for me to, to to not be out filming all the time is uh, i feel a bit un- uncomfortable unless i'm doing that so yeah.
0: yeah i guess that leads into the other question um when you were um doing post production did you have to um do anything for post um like post pandemic um just sort of like um anything that you could uh, say there
1: uh, uh, we, we actually um, um, finished this in post uh, prior to the pandemic. And then we, we uh, you know, essentially we were at film festivals and sort of shopping around for distributors. Okay. So this entire project finished after, but I, but I run a production company called This Is Just a Test. Um, okay. And we make uh, a bunch of TV shows and, and documentaries. Um, and uh, yeah, we've had to go all remote, you know, post. I mean, we had, um, you know, sort of at the, at the height of it, I think, uh, you know, over 100 people working in post-production across a variety of projects that we had to you know get set up all remotely and it's it's uh, entirely changed the way that you know um films and tv shows are being made right now
0: yeah no it really has like yeah it's just um yeah like a whole new world i guess yeah yeah um so just talking a little bit about the movie going into that um the production process can you talk a little bit about just kind of um like kind of the journey, you know, going to another country, um, the uh, kind of the pursuit of um, the uh, kind of the, the murderer in the uh, documentary. Um, how was that like? Just like that whole adventure, I guess.
1: I mean, it was wild. I mean, you know, look, we almost died making this film. We were surrounded, and you know, by these guys and they told us they were going to kill us um, at one point. And, and we really thought that they were, you um, we sort of talked our way out but even when we talked our way out we realized that they they still had decided to kill us they just didn't want to kill us in the bar and luckily our bounty hunters sort of picked us up you know right at the right time and and we were able to leave um i knew it would be dangerous going down um but i think i had a i was just naive a certain amount too you know that i just i thought oh, I can do this. This is, I've done some dangerous stuff before, but this was unlike anything I'd I'd ever experienced. And, you know, I think, I think it was a, you know, not a, a, a fully thought out idea of Paul to hire two bounty hunters to go capture his father's killer. But I, I think I'd put myself in that same camp. I'm not sure if it was the best idea to go and make a movie um, about that um, either. But um, I was really moved by his story. You know, he had tried to get justice for his father for 13 years. Um, he had gotten his father's killer arrested you should say this. This guy didn't like um, that Paul's father was the power of attorney for this this killer's father, and um, so he he beat Paul's dad, threw him in a trunk, brought him up to a mountaintop, and executed him. Um, and he did it in front of people, and knew he could get away with it because Honduras at the time um, was dubbed by NPR the murder capital of the world. It had a case closure rate of only two and a half percent, meaning that ninety-seven and a half percent of all violent crimes go unsolved. So, if you don't like what someone does, you could kill them, and pretty much know that you're not getting in trouble for it. So, we knew this backdrop, and actually, the um, the police in Honduras had um, just been disbanded, the national police, from corruption two weeks before we went down. Too um, that coupled with that, the family, uh, the crims, who Paul made contact with, this couple, American couple, who themselves had um, had a, had a murder attempt on on their life. They had to leave the island and they were the ones that arranged with Paul to get him guns and um, this howled all this drug to, to knock out the, um, you know, to inject into the fa- uh, his father's killer and, and knock him out so they could sort of kidnap him and take him take him to jail. So it was a crazy idea um, from the start, but I will say going down there um, as 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 insane as that all sounded very quickly, we realized how dangerous this place was beyond sort of what anyone would think of it, think it would be.
0: Yeah, just like watching the documentary, there's a lot of like harrowing calls and all that. Um, Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it was just wild watching. Um, kind of uh, take us back a little bit, just going back. How did this, um like the genesis of this uh, documentary begin? Did anyone like pitch pitch it to you or how did you meet Paul? Um, can you take us back then?
1: Yeah, so I have a, um, a mutual friend um this guy who's a is a, a tv showrunner um he uh he was he works with this organization to help latinos get into film and um he met paul and paul had a documentary about his father um about uh, sort of the injustice that happened to his father and uh, it, the nature of the film was to basically try to bring awareness to this problem so that um potentially you know um Paul's father's killer would get caught. the The film wasn't something that I wanted to work on. It felt more of like a, it was a beautiful, in the sense, it was like a love letter to his dad. But it, it didn't didn't really have commercial viability. Um, and uh, the unfortunate reality of my job is that you know any project I work on, I got to figure out how to how to sell it, where we're going to put it, how people are going to see this, right? So, um, and he's I told him that, and I said, but I, you know, I really admire what you've done. And he said, well. You know, I, I don't care about my film anymore. I've, I've hired two bounty hunters and I'm just going to go down and kidnap the killer myself. So my first reaction was, well, that's a movie. So maybe I'll go with you. Yeah. That.
0: No, yeah, that was um, just seeing kind of the journey that they took um, just going, going to another country, like hiring bounty hunters. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I can't think of any other like um, real, like uh, sort of um, documentary similar to that um but I guess that that um you know kind of that journey um seeing him bond with the two bounty hunters uh, Zora and Art um kind of I don't know kind of went with the themes of the film can you speak a little to that they almost become like I don't know like kind of like this weird like close-knit family like when you're um when you guys were down there
1: yeah, I think, I think it is, but it's everybody had so slightly different objectives, you know, including myself, right? Like my objective is to make a film. And, and mm-hmm. certainly I was rooting for Paul to sort of like come back to his like moral center and, and um, sort of remember the man his father raised him to be. That's what I was rooting for. But at the same time, I have a film to make. The bounty hunters, they've been hired to do a job and they have to sort of assess risk and really figure out what's, what's viable. And Paul was really single Track-minded of just catch the killer, catch the killer, catch the killer at all cost. You know that's the sort of headspace he was in. So, um, yeah, I think I think we all um, it was sort of like a little dysfunctional family uh, while we were there. Um, but um, we also all I think, you know, had had certain levels of trust and distrust towards each other um, in in that process. You know, for me, I just thought the plan wasn't fully baked, right? So I felt like a little unsafe. Um, you know, based on sort of the, what felt like sort of lack of preparations in, in, you know, had had a had to kidnap a killer. Um, and, um, but, uh, you know, Paul, like I said, he, for him, he had, this cost him a lot of money. So for him, he, this was his, he felt it was his last shot he needed, you know, to, to catch this killer. Um, and then Art and Zora certainly, you know, had a, had a job to do and their reputations on the line, they're being on camera is stressful. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know I think it it you know at times they they you know I think our interests are all align but you know sometimes sometimes not and that can be stressful too
0: yeah no definitely I mean yeah really um you know it really like humanizes them just the you know the documentary and um you know just kind of like you know getting to know them I don't know there was like some odd uh like humor as well where it's like uh you know, just, like, just being down there in the circumstances, um, you know, kind of, you know, we got to know everyone like that, so, yeah, it was uh, yeah interesting to, uh, you know, kind of see these two bounty hunters just um, also kind of get the spotlight as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, like they say what is, like, on, on the other side of tragedy is comedy, and that's, that's what it felt to me, like, at times it felt just it's a tragedy, and other times it sort of felt like a bit like a comedy i sort of felt like i was like living inside like a coen brothers film you know where in, yeah. in the face of sort of tragedy you were uh you had just all these bizarro um uh elements um yeah
0: and um did anything like in your um previous uh documentaries like prepare you for this i mean you're saying that um just kind of uh you know you, you've been in some um kind of tight situations but you know never kind of like the like the bar scene was there anything also um that happened in the country that was another close call that you would want to talk about
1: when we um when they left let us leave the bar um there was a guy um it's not in the film but there's a guy with a gun walking down the hill um and he was saying on the radio to the people in the bar we assume i have eyes on them and we realized in that moment that they weren't going to they weren't letting us go they just didn't want us to get murdered in the bar they were going to kill us outside the bar um so that was that was pretty harrowing um they had a sophisticated lookout across the island and they knew what was happening far earlier than we realized also the hotel we were staying at um which we don't feature too much but um what we heard of it which seems to fit is that it it it's a front for, um, laundering money for a cartel. Um, so they buy these hotels, right? They say all the rooms are booked and that's where they get their income, but really there's no one there. I mean, there's no one staying on that side of the Island. Like tourists don't go to that side of the island because it's not safe. So it's just this beautiful resort where hardly any people are there. Um, and we're there and it's just sort of, it felt like we were being, you know, watched all the time. Um, it was a really eerie feeling.
0: Gotcha. And um, I guess like a, I guess like after the um, you know after the filming process, um, did you did you kind of like um, like follow up like um, with any of the the sub any of the like the subjects of the docu- documentary like the two bounty hunters or Paul how are they how are they doing?
1: Yeah, Paul and I keep in touch a lot. of We became really good friends out of this, and uh, and we, we went on to work together for a while too, actually. Um, he always wanted to sort of work in TV. And so I gave him his first job in TV and that's what he's been doing ever since. Um, uh, the, um, the bounty hunters I've kept in touch with a little bit. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, um, I think this was, this was, this was a tough, you know, I think week for them. Um, you know, not everything went the way they planned. Um, and then the crims I keep in touch with the the other American family. I, I recently, um, talked to them and, um, they finally got their house um, in the film. The, their house was basically stolen from them by this guy who then tries to execute um, you know, one of them at uh, Point Blank Range, you know, um, you know, pulls a trigger at his car window, but he luckily just moves out of the way. Yeah. And they finally, they, they fought that all the way through the legal system from Texas. They had to go back to Texas. They had to get jobs because they lost all their money. But they finally did recover their house and actually just sold it, uh, just sold it a, a few months ago. So. Um, they're doing well. Again, you know, they had, they had pretty bad PTSD, uh, Kent on coming back. And so he's, I think he's finally doing, you know, much better.
0: Yeah, no, I could only, uh, I can only imagine being that, in that scenario. And I guess that kind of goes with the kind of, um, some of the themes of the documentary of just kind of, um, seeing kind of how, you know, the country, um, you know, a lot of uh, the legal channels seem like a little, like, uh, needs a lot of improvement. Have you kind of, have you like followed up, um, just where the, where kind of that situation is now, looking back,
1: if it's, um, it's definitely has improved. I mean, Honduras has made real strides. Uh, um, absolutely. I mean, it, like I said, at that time, it was really dubbed the murder capital world event. It, it just disbanded the national police, uh, two weeks before we went down because of such big corruption charges. Um, and they, they've definitely made strides. It's still you know, it's a, it's a fairly um, unstable place to live. And um, there's certainly just, you know, mass corruption there. Um, there's a lot of work to do. And, you know, moreover, a lot of people who live there who suffer, um, you know, we talked to a, a number of Hondurans um, around us who, who we didn't put in the film because, you know, they're still living there. They're, they're under threat, right? They, they come out and say, Hey, so-and-so, you know killed my father or killed my uncle or killed killed my my daughter and um they're they're going to be a target themselves so you know most most that we talked to just didn't have the luxury of being able to speak out about what happened to them
0: yeah no, i mean yeah it's well i mean it's also you know good that this uh documentary brings a lot of um like notice to them like a lot of um you know brought brought about a lot of good like societal change as well so that's really cool to see
1: yeah, Paul, and that's really Paul. I mean, that's not really the film, and Paul did it himself. I mean, he, he lobbied the the Honduran Supreme Court. He, he he got the U.S. Senate to pass a bill um, to go after an arrest, um, you know, sort of, or solve, unsolved murders of Americans. About 35 to 40 Americans murdered Honduras every year. Right. But, you know, I think what we were reminded of the entire time is that, you know, as Americans, like, we have this, I think this sort of an, Heightened sense of justice that what this happened to us and we can we'll stop this you know we'll put a stop to this but um, just what you know so many people in Honduras are subjected to is is sobering.
0: Yeah. No. It's yeah. It's just different than yeah here. Um, I guess you know wrapping up um, right here. Just a light question before we go into uh, future projects. But you know we've been in lockdown for about a, a year and uh, you know this is a documentary we're traveling to another country. Is there any? Um, any place you would want to uh, travel to after this uh, lockdown is uh, finished and it's safe again?
1: Um, yes, I want to go to Japan. For some reason, that's 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 the place I'd like to go next. Uh, hopefully, once once lockdown is is done, and I'm making um, you know, I'm making a, a project right now on the Silk Road. Have you heard heard of the Silk Road? It's the um, so the largest um, online sort of drug bazaar. So um, the the founder of it just went to jail. It was um um but it was you know billions of dollars worth of uh uh drugs were sold um internet around the world on on silk road using using bitcoin and wow. um, we um were, we're making a project on on some of the some of the some of the people that got in in some of the largest drug dealers who got in, involved with it, and, and to the anonymity of the internet um and to sort of like these sort of like people that would be like your neighbor who became mega drug dealers like Pablo Escobar's of the internet. It was yeah. pretty wild.
0: No, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I look forward to, uh, to watching that. Um, any other um, future projects um, that you could talk about or anything?
1: Yeah, I have, um, so I have a show that's on uh, Discovery Plus and Discovery right now called Undercover a Billionaire. So it's, it's we take, um, you know, it's a TV series that we take someone who's super successful and, you know, change their name strip them of their contacts and take all their money away, give them only a hundred dollars and they have to try to build a business uh, worth a million dollars in, in, in 90 days. Um, They have another TV series on USA called the Rev uh, that's airing, airing now. Um, And yeah, a variety of, of, of of documentary projects uh, coming up. Some of which I can't, can't talk about, but that Silk Road one is is one that we're we're actively filming right now.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Cool and um yeah no thank you for uh, for joining us today um and um just before we let you go where can uh, people find you at or um the movies uh social media that you would want to uh promote
1: yeah so um any, any questions about the film you can hit me up on instagram at, at angus james a-e-n-g-u-s uh, dot james i believe it is um my instagram handle and um and uh for the uh um you know for the film um it's going to be on march 18th on on crackle tv
0: cool cool yeah we'll definitely check it out there and um, yeah we'd uh, highly recommend you know checking out the documentary and um, yeah just want to thank you for your time again and um yeah thank the listeners thanks for watching thanks for listening you've been professionally and professional
1: thanks gene really appreciate the time and thanks for the listeners for tuning in